Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to experience tales of mythical creatures, ancient warriors, and forgotten deities, and lost pantheons as told by one of their own, the Snarky Santa. Every word spoken contains within it equal parts reality and fantasy. Never attempt anything you hear spoken or described by him. These tales are for entertainment and enticement purposes only. <laughs> And I am your host this evening, who I won't judge you for your sins, but I will grade them. I am the Snarky Santa. How are you guys doing tonight? You may actually be listening to us right now on uh, 99.5 FM Radio Equinox. Uh, Uncle Victor is uh, down at uh, Utopia, the Dreamland Menagerie right now. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves. I, uh, uh, it's at the De- Anza Springs Resort in Hacumba, California. And I can honestly say I have been to Hacumba. I went to Hakumba in 2008 when they had the very first Utopia at Telemagica, which is down the street. Apparently, I didn't look at a map or something. So, I hope you guys are having a good time tonight. I, I love, I love, uh, I love that area down there. Uh, the Anza Springs hosts uh, Love Machine and the Umbrella Music Festival. I have no ideas what those are, but you know what? Sounds it sounds like a good time to be had by by many many people. So. Uh, we are going to fun show tonight. We're going to, we're, we're talking about, we're, we're, we're getting rid of, we're not going to focus on, you know, the, you know, the, the tomfoolery and the shenanigans. We're going straight to, uh, sacrilege. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a good time with that and, uh, it's going to be a good show. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got flower girl on here. She's going, you'll be talking to her shortly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's kick it off with a little, uh, fallout boy. I probably do I probably do belong way down below, but you know, heaven doesn't want me and hell knows I'm gonna take over. So Snarky Santa here. We're uh we're uh, we're talking about God and religion and all those things you're not supposed to talk about. I learned that from that lesson from uh from uh, ancient philosopher Linus Van Pelt. Somebody's like, Who's Linus Van Pelt? I'm like, fucking Linus from the Peanuts. Come on, dude. Catch up, so And you're a rule breaker, so yeah, we're rule breaker. So, ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the stu- in the studio tonight is uh, my friend is my friend uh, Flower Girl. Hello. So we like and, and when I so Flower Girl was supposed to have a show at Synergy, and we uh, I had a nervous breakdown, so I wasn't able to do my show. So she wasn't able to do. I wasn't able to do her show, uh, and I've always wanted her to get on there and on the show and stuff like that. Because like we really when I when I have a guest on the show, normally we start talking about like like the origin stories. Like, like, how did you get to Burning Man? Is is where where how did you how did you discover Burning Man? So that's what we're going to start with. And while you're talking, I'm going to play with your uh, your levels. So uh, that's great because Burning Man and some of my best orgy stories do go together. Burning Man and your best orgy stories. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get, we get there. Who the fuck's my house? <laughs> wow. 
Oh yeah, no, no, that happened. That happened with uh, with uh, with uh, 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 Taco Burger, my my little my little my little Mexican LA gay mafia. He's like, you want an orgy story? I'm like, no, I want an origin story. Origin. Oh, see. That's oh my God, this happened again. It happened again. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. Origin story. Origin story. How did you? When did you? What I mean is, my origin story of Burning Man does lead to one of my greatest orgy stories that happened. Oh, we're already off the rails, folks. Okay, how did you? When did you? When did you discover? How did you come about and discover Burning Man? Because it all kind of ties with you. I think it all kind of ties in together. With like, does it's like a braid. Yeah. I don't remember when I first heard about Burning Man, but I would guess it was sometime in the era of 2005-ish. And I didn't get there until this very last year, but I was fucking trying the whole time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so, okay, so so that that, that segues us lovelily into uh, uh, to, uh, to your upbringing, background, and religion and stuff like that. He's sneezing, by the way. That's what you're not hearing right now. He's moving away from the microphone. Because he's, bless you, bless you. Thank you for that. By whatever that. God you. By what whatever Bless me, Joe Pesci. No, we'll, we'll get into that later. So, so religion. So we're talking about God. We're talking about religion, and and Flower Girl does a lot of really has has written some really great stuff on her Facebook page. And again, I'm not revealing real names here, but you know, maybe you know, ask me nicely. I'll uh, I'll send, I'll tell you who she is. But uh, you know about you know your what you were now. You're ex Mormon. I, I like to call myself a recovering Mormon. I I, I, I used do to hope at some point to be fully reformed. I I, I, I refer to myself as a recovering Southern Baptist mm-hmm. multiple times because on that, like when I first started saying that, I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to offend anyone. Yeah. And so I talked to my friend who at the time was 13 years sober, and I'm sure it's more than that now. And I asked if if I call myself recovering, am I a being offensive or not giving respect to people who are in the 12-step program. Or, and yeah. he looked at me and he said, no, 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 you're, you're recovering. Yeah. You can use yeah. that. Yeah. It's but a- I have found, on another quick side note, that one interesting thing about recovering Mormons and recovering alcoholics is that we have an opposite problem, is that recovering Mormons are trying to figure out how to drink. <laughs> Well, 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 yeah, we're gonna touch on that here in a little bit because I, because I, yeah, I, I, my, like, I was like, I, I say I'm a recovering Southern Baptist. I was born, you know, I was born, I was actually baptized, I think Presbyterian. My father, when I was born, my father, you know, was like, found God. It was like we're gonna do all this stuff right, and then you know, look what he came up with. So, but you know, most of my upbringing was very good results. Yeah, was not most of my upbringing was not you know religious. You know, was it wasn't until I was a teenager. That you know, I had that I, I had that quote unquote come to Jesus moment, you know, and I was at you know I was at a church camp, and you know felt the Holy Spirit and everything like that, and then you know that was where I was. But my grandparents were very much you know Southern Baptist. You know we don't you know you know we don't drink on Sundays. We don't dance. We don't you know the Footloose. You know basically you know that was filmed where I grew up, by the way. Footloose was the original story was written about a place that was near me called Elmore City, Oklahoma. Well, right on. Yeah, that, that is a, a kind of a parallel because we have a similar thing in common. Because uh, Kevin Bacon actually attended the high school that I went to while he was getting a feel for the culture and doing the part. Really? No okay. Shit. 
that's uh, cool. I love learning new stuff all the time. So, <laughs> so that's only one place away for me from Kevin Bacon. Yeah. There we go. One place. I, I I remember playing the Kevin Bacon game. So so you were so you you were you were born you were you, you were born into the Mormon faith. Yes, into a very very Mormon family, into a very very Mormon town in the very very Mormon state. Of yeah, we, we yeah. all we all, we all know which state that is. So yeah, so so you so so it was always with you from from your first memories. Yes, this was the structure wherewith I understood the universe to exist, and I did not know that there were other options. So what was so? So like, what's the Mormon equivalent of like Bible school? Like like Bible school? Oh my gosh. Sorry, I was trying to be clever here, and uh, that wasn't happening. Continue. Uh, one thing about Mormonism is that is that a high demand religion, meaning that it wants you to be doing Mormonish stuff all of the time. Uh, so, my first thing that I well, a lot of things came to my mind when you asked that because there's so many things that might fit that answer. When I was in high school, though, I attended seminary. And what that means is for all four years of high school, every term, every semester, it was part of my high school curriculum to take a LDS, that's Latter-day Saint, which is Mormon, seminary class. Okay, so, so let's stop for a second. So terminology, LDS is the traditional, what you think of when you think of, you know, Mormons. Right. And then, the world kind of knows, and pardon me if I say us, because I'm just still used to that. The world knows Mormons as Mormons, and Mormons are like, hey, we are the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that's what you should call us. And everyone's like, okay, Mormons. All right, so we'll, we'll talk about, like, we'll, hopefully we'll get into, like, the, the, the subverts and stuff like that. This is, like, mainstream Mormonism, you know. <laughs> I'm just adjusting my seat. Oh, okay. It's fine. They can't, they can't see you. They don't know what you're doing. You know? No, but I do, and I want I my yeah. ass to be comfortable. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. So, yeah. Like, there was Mormons. Like, we had Mormons back in Oklahoma also. You know, they were, you know, they were Oklahoma Mormons, you know. You know, we, and I, and, and there were several, I loved, I, you know, I actually dated a Mormon girl in college for a little while. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. So, <laughs> because that's when we start getting into, you know, the stuff. So, so Mormon was, so Mormonism was always, so LDS, Mormons. How does that relate to the, like, the, not, I don't want to dig too much into it, but like, the fringe groups, like, you read, like, you know, you know, the, you know, the, uh, what's the, du the, the Duggar? FLDS? Yeah, FLDS. Okay. I don't know about the Duggars, because Mormons get that name because they believe in the Book of Mormon. I don't know. I don't think the Duggars do Book of Mormon stuff. I don't think they're Mormon. There's some Christian sect, but... but they do fall similarly down the path of obsessive Christianity. Okay. So, 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 like, when you hear, like, I'm trying to remember what was the, what was the, what was the Mormon, like, what, like, some of the little shoot-offs of it, more like the ones, like, the plural marriages and yeah. stuff like that. There's the FLDS. FLDS, yeah. Which is, shit, what does F stand for? Fundamentalist. Fundamental. Thank you. These are things that... Stereo, yeah. Uh, may I add as a... I love adding in side notes. It's a good thing we have a long show. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about right now is that I don't have to hide that I'm a little bit high. 
And usually when I'm on the radio, I can't let that show. Oh, so no. if, I, if I have high brain, high stumble, y'all are with me, and that's pretty cool. Uh, what was the question again? We're talking about L, like the, the offshoots like FLDS and you know <laughs> stuff like you know. Part of why I bring that up is I might need a quick refresher to where I was at thanks to high brain. Um, so one big thing about the Mormon church that I grew up in is we were very defensive that we do not practice polygamy. There are other groups that have split off from the original LDS church that do practice polygamy. That I was part of the original one that didn't. But that means now, because the church did start with polygamy. The church founder, Joseph Smith, had between 27 and 45 wives. <laughs> um, Sorry. As someone who has two ex-wives, well, yeah, yeah, no. Right? Like, that kind of tells you how crazy the guy was, because who the fuck would want to do that? Yeah, no, that's that just seems fucking weird. So. But along with the weirdness is... Like, I was taught that that was fine. Like, I grew up believing, of course, like, why, why wouldn't you have more than one spouse as long as you're all going to get along and as long as it's heavy? I always thought it was kind of weird that women couldn't have more than one husband. Like, how come, like, I felt like we're kind of getting screwed out of stuff here. But, you know what, as long as I can be the middle spoon between him and her, I'm actually pretty good with that. <laughs> Yes, but now we're getting now. Now we're starting to sink into the the questioning portion of the programming. I, I, so I, I'm giving some foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Ironic foreshadowing music goes here, which <laughs> right now ironic foreshadowing music will be in the form of Queen. Uh, plus, music. We'll be right back. Long outros. Seriously. Synergy Information Radio. We are back here with uh, Flower Girl. We also have. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna. Uh, you want to put a headphones on and say hi? So we have we have we have a special guest in the studio. Which one is that? Red. Okay. We have a special guest in the studio. Uh, a a relocation from uh from from uh from from uh San Francisco. We stole him back, ladies and gentlemen. My good friend Toaster. Hey, what's up? So Toaster's on here. So okay. Toaster Toaster just moved back to Las Vegas. He was here for, God, you left in twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So yeah. So so you're back, and his and his hubby Cookie Monsters here. So sea monster, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Cookie Monster. I don't know some. But yeah, so we're, yeah, we're talking about religion. We're talking about about questioning religion. What was your religious? You you were. What was your religious upbringing? I was raised uh, Christian. But, that damaged me severely. What? Well, obviously, you know, as 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 the as the alpha gay, and you yeah. know, in all situations, you know, yeah, that was the questioning. I'm sorry, you know, I went through that. You know, that was. Oh, hang on, I don't, didn't turn you on. Who on here? Hang on. So. Turn her on. Turn her on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was you know when you're growing up, you know, like Christian, you know, or any kind of. I mean, because she grew up Mormon, I grew up Southern Baptist. What denomination? I, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of fire and brimstone at the church that I went to when I was a teenager. Oh yeah, probably like yeah. And being a queer kid, hearing all that you're going to hell and you're no good and you're never going to be good, it's like didn't yeah. work for me. No. <laughs> I'm glad you caught on to that. Yeah. That was that was that was my thing. Was it was like you know I you know I'm like I I don't know if I'm entirely straight here. You know, but it starts before that. You know, it's like you know when you start questioning, like religion doesn't like questions. Like you know, <laughs> dinosaurs. You're telling me the Earth is six thousand years old, based upon the birth of all of these people and begots and stuff like that, and there's nothing but the, you know six thousand. What about dinosaurs? You know, oh, they're they're here to test your faith. <laughs> I have another one. Like, 
if you believe that Jesus died and was brought back to life after three days, that story is told in the New Testament, yep. but there's three different versions of it. Which one do you think is the most accurate? People really don't like it when I ask those things. You know, in the beginning, which was not the first beginning. That's in the Bible somewhere. I remember I used to know the verse, but, you know, it's like, you know, you start questioning. Yeah, in the beginning, yeah, maybe I'll, I don't. I, <laughs> let, let me see if I can dig up a Bible somewhere around here. So, but no, it, you start questioning things, and then the religion, like you know, that was like when I was, you know, I started questioning. Like I went to, I was Southern Baptist, so I went to church camp, and I, I felt the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, great, now your soul is saved, but we need you to perform tricks for us. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, you need to do it again, but you need to do it in church, in your local church. I'm like, I already did that. You know, I have to pretend that I'm doing this again. Like, and then I was like, like you have to get baptized. I'm like, why do I have to get baptized? You know, it's like I like water, but it's like I don't. Is, is, am I doing That's this for show? For Jesus. So, well, yeah, and then Mormons do the dunking for the dunking the dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was always one of those things. I was like, when I learned about that, I was like, huh. If if you want to know what that looks like, there's a really great Daft Punk video that actually shows exactly what it looks like, but in fluorescent colors. Yeah, yeah. So Remember you the name of that one. What's the name of that Daft Punk song? I'm asking my partner, Jesse. It, it, if it matters, we'll come back to it. But no, we'll figure when it out. I, when I watched that Daft Punk video, I like fell over because it's fluorescent colors of baptisms for the dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I was like, like, like I, like I, I said earlier, I dated a, a, a girl in college who was, who was Mormon, and I, I didn't really know anything about, like, I was like, still, I was still sort of Baptist, but not really, you know. I had already, you know, gotten told I wasn't allowed to go back to church camp anymore, but that's a whole story for another time. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was like I was dating like this Mormon girl, was like you know, I'm really interested in you and stuff like that. And so I started like, okay, so I went and got a copy of uh, the Book of Mormon. I think I got it from my grandmother. And I started like like reading through it, like like learning about you know because this is like the '90s. There's no internet. You can't just like you know Google this shit, you know. But it's like I started reading about like some of the stuff, and like I wanted to like understand what was going on, you know, with this woman, you know, and like what her belief structure was. And that's where you start learning about you know the temple garments. Mm -hmm. And those explain the temple garments to you. Temple garments are just un ma magic underwear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was that was. I was like. Magic underwear. And There's more to it than that, yada yada. But that's yeah. That's basically, it. and then and then and then we got to soaking. Eh. Everybody, is, who in here does not know what soaking is? You don't. You don't. You don't. Nobody else knows what soaking is. Oh my god. Okay, flower girl, please tell us what soaking is. I don't want to tell you what soaking is. You please. know why? Because this is like as DJs, you have a song that you hate getting requested, and I'm tired of fucking talking about <laughs> soaking. Okay, so let me explain soaking Sorry, as it was. Thank you. Let me explain soaking <laughs> as it was explained to me, and the scenario that came up because of that. Be more, Mormons are very against having premarital, premarital sex, sex. And, and that's pretty much everybody across the board. You know, don't try it before you buy it. Generally, you're not allowed to just have fun. Yeah, generally. So, so the Mormon girl I was dating and I, you know, was like, you know, you know, we we can't have sex. And I'm like, okay. So, what's your definition of sex? Because I was exploring my own sexuality and stuff like that. And she's like, but we can't, you know, we can't, we can't, you can soak. And I'm like, okay, what's soaking? So soaking is inserting your penis in the vagina, which I mean, you know, obviously toaster knows, you know, the, the mechanics of this. I've been there. You've been there before. Okay. <laughs> you know, but you can't move it around. You can't. You have to just leave it in there. 
Now, somebody told me once that it was like, oh, well, there's supposed to be somebody on the bed, like, you know, shaking the bed and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, so she was like, you can put it in, but you can't move it around. I'm like, okay. And obviously, I did. So, it just, it just make sense. yeah. It's it, shake that thing is the Mormon version of God's back door. You know, there's a really great song called God's Back Door by Garfunkel and Oates that uh, talks about how anal sex is how you get away with it. Yeah. Right. And so soaking is the Mormon version of that. Soaking is the Mormon version of anal sex. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, totally, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was the weird thing. It was like, it was like she's like, you know. No, yeah, she. I'm, I'm not gonna. Well, I'll detail it because fuck that. It's me. So yeah, she. Yeah, she was like, just like, don't move, don't move, don't just stay right there. I'm like, I, I don't know how to just stay right. I, this is this is a, like you know, it's like every instinct in you is like saying no. I should be doing something here, but don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. And eventually, she was like, she got off. And she's like, nope, nope, no, you, you can't, you can't, you, you have to stay still. I'm like. I, I can't. That's that 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 that's the the animal the, the human animal in me says no. I can't do that. So, but yeah, yeah, because it doesn't fucking make sense. It doesn't make no sense, you know. And and uh, go ahead. Well, that comes back to questions, and religion doesn't like questions. No, and I don't know how many of the terms I know from Mormonism are shared in other religions, but a Mormon concept is the shelf. And what that is, is if you have a question that you don't know the answer to, and nobody can answer it, and there's not the scriptures, and everybody's told you to shut the fuck up about it, you put that question on your shelf, and you forget about it. Now, the problem that happens is you end up loading that shelf, and eventually your shelf breaks, and that's when your faith crisis begins. That's a heavy shelf. Wow. I've never heard the shelf term before, but that's but that makes perfect sense, you know, because that's when you're like... You know I'm what? I'm going to put these questions about abortion and miscarriage on my shelf. Yeah. I'm going to put these questions about homosexuality on my shelf. And boy, I think that girl is cute. I better not... Pre- no, no, no. That's going to go on the shelf. Um, yeah, my shelf, like, tore the fucking wall down. I, yeah, that's kind of what happened with me. You know, it was like, I was just like, you so much, like, you know, I was like, there's no offer, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no answers. You know, it's like, you just, every time you ask a question, you get more questions. You know, and it's like they don't want to hear the questions. No, they, I felt like I was like the weasel in whack-a-mole that was getting my head bopped every time I dared yeah. to look up and look around for a second, yeah. or dare speak about it. Yeah, like seriously, you can't you can't go anywhere with that. It's like, you know, and, and, and we're an intelligent sort of kind of creature, so you know we can't you know what we let around. You know, you know, same thing. Like you know, you know, you know. Any questions? It's like, well, what about you know, what about homosexuality? You know, it's like, oh no, 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 we can't do that because of this this passage in Leviticus. Okay, Leviticus tells you you can't wipe your ass with the right hand. <laughs> Leviticus tells you you can't eat shellfish. These are all these are all the poopy laws. Or uh, Google the poopy laws. There's a whole thing of that. And do we understand why they had those laws at that time? Yeah. Because they didn't have fucking hand sanitizer. Yeah. Now that we have have fucking hand sanitizer. We can make different rules. Yay! Yeah, we can. We can totally. We can go off script. We can do whatever the fuck we want to, because things evolve and change. I know I said the e word, but you know, evolve. You know, oh that, that no. Word is on the shelf. Well, I remember. I, I remember in science class. Uh, 
when I was in uh, science, uh, ninth grade, eighth, ninth grade science, my science teacher came in. We were getting to the creation portion of the story. And he came into class with a Bible. And he put the Bible in the thing. He said, state law says that I have to teach you both creation and evolution. And we're going to cover creation real quick. He was a short little Italian guy, Mr. C. We'll never forget that man. But he was like, we're going to talk about creationism real quick. Now, how many people here believe the creation stuff? And again, we're in rural Oklahoma. The Southern Baptist Church literally is across the street from the school. And he's like really challenged this. But he was also Catholic. So he had his own thing about, you know, you know the, his own religious stuff about that. It was crazy. But he, but he was like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. Here's how, here's how, here's how this book tells you how it's, what was done. And he covered it and it was like, okay, now we're going to tell you how it really happened. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you can't question, you can't question religion. You can't, you know. And here's the thing is when you look at something alone, it just is what it is and you kind of have to accept it when you can look at it with a reflection of another thing, then you gain a better understanding yeah. of Compare it. Compare and contrast. Exactly. You know? And they don't want you to do that within religion because as soon as you compare it to anything, you'll realize how fucked up it is. Yeah. And that was, and that was where I went to was I was like, you know, it's like, okay, this is, there's gotta be better answers out there. And you start going out and you start, you know, I, again, I was a nerd, like when nerds were actually nerds, you know, you know, not some some e girl with you know you know cat ears. No, nothing against against flower girl who has cat ears on right now. But you it's know, usually a yeah. But I like started like like studying other religions and stuff. Like you know, Book of Mormon. Started you know what makes the difference? What's the difference between Catholics and you know, you know Catholics and Baptists? What's the difference between you know you know and start filing all like going out and looking at all these old other religions. And oh my God, there was so much other stuff out there. I have. I, I've brought stuff up to other people before that was like, hang on, I'm gonna bring it up real quick here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz you real quick here. So, what are you doing? He was fine. I can hear him fine. Don't be messing with my stuff, man. Okay, so you all the time. So, so I would say that I'm 37 and out, but I my shelf began to crack severely. It, when I was about 33. 33, you're... Married at the age of 19 in the children of... Most felt like I was letting my mom down. So I did foster care instead to kind of make up yeah. for that. And because I loved it. Um, but so I had been married for 14 years. Like, I called myself the molliest of the Mormons. I was yeah. in it deep. Oh, yeah. In fact, had I had a penis, I am certain that I would have gotten elevated way higher than I ever did with that one. Just because I had the I mean, attitude. pretty much every I mean, pretty much every woman I I, I run into <laughs> these days is, you know, if you had a penis, you'd be unstoppable. So if I had a vagina, That's I'd be totally unstoppable. So Right? I so, love trans people because they kind of are taking yeah, totally, both totally. Of those worlds. Yeah, totally. So, so, so when I started, so I started like exploring other, like, like I was like exploring other religions, and I'm going to read you a couple things here. And these, are, this is from a religion. So, tell me if you agree with this religion or not. Do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Supposed to tell you if we agree on that or not? Yeah. Did you? I mean, I mean that, that that sounds like a really good idea. What I like about it is consent. Yeah. That you, you yeah. should not give anything without consent. I yeah. wish that they, by the way, 
I noticed religions never talk about consent. Yeah. I learned a hell of a lot more from being a swinger about consent than I ever did at church. So this is one of the word, another one. Real five words, real straightforward. Do not harm little children. Totally straightforward. What does harm mean? Well. Because there's what? things that I would consider harm that other people don't you get another consider broadcast? harm. Hang on, well, hang on one second here. That's so. why I'm still talking because Santa's got some other stuff going on. So, but I, how do you harm children? I think you should not harm other people. Do no harm. Just do no harm. What? I know, crazy, right? What did you? Ca- I throw a little ha- Wicca out there. Huh? <laughs> do no. Weird. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. the, don't the Ten Commandments just cover that? It is, it, they're a nice idea, yes. <laughs> you know, on that very, very specifically, it occurred to me that I think the Ten Commandments would have been a lot better if one of them said, don't own anybody. Thou shalt not own another human. Well, hold on, hold on. But there are passages in the Bible about slavery that kind of condone it, right? But like anyways, but we're talking about a religion... They picks and chooses what they want to begin with. You know, when you do talk about the book of Leviticus and all of the things that it the says, no, 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 and yes, yes, yes. But they, 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 when they're only wanting to enforce the part about homosexuality from a scripture that really isn't about homosexuality, it's about worshiping false idols, you know, that's, that's pick and choosing and, and using those like those passages as is a convenient to keep a group down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I've heard that called is like buffet style religion that you go through and pick what you want. Now here's the here's the problem is everyone does that, but then everyone has their plate of food after they go through the buffet and then they look at everyone else's plate of food and they go, "Nope, yours is wrong. Yours is wrong. Yours is wrong. We all went through the same I'll tell you where I'm getting this from. Do not tell your troubles to another unless they are sure unless you are sure they want to hear them. Doesn't that that matches with the first one. Yeah, do not give your opinion or advice. Yeah. So it's again saying don't talk unless somebody says you can. Yeah. By the way, these are the, these are three of the 11 satanic rules from the Church of Satan. Okay. <laughs> See what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, you know, I started exploring other religions. I'm like, they're all fucking nuts. Okay, but let me clarify. The Church of Satan that you're referring to, is that separate from the Church of Lucifer? This is, it's Satan, the Church of Satan, the temple, Satanic Temple established by Anton LaVey. Okay, well, I, that's some of the religions that I have yet to look deeply into. However, I heard a friend talk about the Church of Lucifer and how why they believed it because Lucifer was the one who actually caused Adam and Eve to make the whole earth happen. If he hadn't gone and made them eat the apple, we wouldn't even be here. So... As I understood it from my friend, that religion, oops, sorry, that religion worships Lucifer because he kicked off the whole thing. So, wow. Well, remember, well, I, somebody, I pointed that to, some, to a Catholic friend of mine one time. Like, remember, the, the Catholic Church started as the cult of the Virgin Mary, worshiping Mary as a virgin. And her, yeah. and you know, and you know, and her mother, who Saint Anne, who was also a virgin, so she get yeah. It's I I actually had a discussion with somebody the other day because I asked, how do we know that that was a virgin birth? 
and not just that she got statutory raped and was afraid, so she kept her mouth shut. Ooh. Like, how do you know? <laughs> you and don't. he's like, the Bible is true. You weren't there. You can't know. And I'm like, motherfucker, you weren't there. Yeah. You can't know either. Yeah. We're, we're, we're reading third-hand accounts translated over multiple languages. All right. Let's play some more music, and then we'll uh, come back, and we'll uh, start digging some more into religion. So. I'm trying to remember why I have such long outros on some of these songs. Synergy Information Radio, we're back. Oops, stop, 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 stop. And why you have unintended Whoa. intros for others. Why do I, why do the automation... Am I on? Can you hear me? No, you can't hear yet. Hang on. Hey, give me a second. Here, now you can hear you. Thank you very much. Does that actually start playing I was going to say, by things? the way, I love that song from the Lost Boys soundtrack. That brings back... Memories. Oh, yeah. Lost Boys, Lost Boys is a great, yeah. Yeah, everybody tells me that all the time. They're like, "You have such great, t- you have such great music." I'm like, "That's because you grew up the same time I did." Yeah, yeah, you know, because I, I didn't, I, I never ask a woman how old she is. I always ask a woman what year were you born. You know, uh, you know, So you're seventy. You were born in seventy seven. So yes, I was born two days before Elvis died. Ah, oh. well, it's all your fault. So. Uh, no, he took a big <laughs> shit. I, he took, I yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I went to Graceland with that. We're we're talking religion. We're talking religion and uh, and uh, all the things that go along with it and God and uh, uh, Toaster had to leave, but he he left me with these words, two words that I now predatory religion. I'm now like really like they, I've got that predatory religion words in my head so that was awesome because i remember for during breaker uh, on when i said this but he said those words and it was something that i knew and understood but had not heard like that before absolutely there's a difference between predatory and non-predatory style of religions yeah. i said earlier that mormonism is a high demand religion and now i have to figure out if those are the same or how much yeah so, but yeah, once you, yeah, once, once, once the, once that's gone, you know, it's like you start exploring, you start, you know, you know, figuring out, you know, what's, you know, what's out there, you know, you start freeing your mind, your free thoughts and stuff like that, you know, that's kind of leads you to like, you know, you know, like there's always that, that joke about, you know, you know, well, once you leave home, you're going to, you know, go wild. You know, once you, once you release your religion, you're absolutely going to go wild, you know? Yeah. If I can say something about that, it's highly unappreciated because you're explaining when you start to ask questions and the words you used were breaking loose and finding free thought, free thought. Yeah. And that makes it sound pretty and completely it's while that part is true, it doesn't show the reflective side of the faith crisis and the absolute pain and an internal emotional trauma that a person goes through oh, absolutely. when every foundation that they've ever believed in is now shattered oh, and yeah. they can't even talk to anybody because everybody they talk to bops their weasel head right back in the hole again. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine like like with my upbringing the way it was, I was, you know, you know, my mother, my, you know, everybody knows Nana. Nana was very spiritual. So yeah. I had a spiritual base to, 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 to bounce off of, you know, so it was like, you know, losing, you know, like, you know, when the Baptist, you know, when the, when the, when the Baptist church said, you can't come to church camp anymore, I was like, fine, thank you, fuck you, bye, you know, and, you know, but I still had like this great basis for religion and I also had like my love of science and stuff like that. So you start like, you know, figuring out what else is out there and you start, especially when you're coming from, you know, a, a you know, a small town in Utah or Oklahoma, or pick a state. Mm-hmm. Some little small place where some people don't get to have 
you know, they, you know, they're they're not, you know, they're not the someplace nobody knows, bumblefuck nowhere. As a really great example and kind of a parallel to your story, we call my mom Nana as well, oh. and she also gave me a tremendous foundation, not just for religion, but for what loving other people look like. And for example, the Mormon Church is highly racist. But I didn't know that because yeah. my mother wasn't racist. Oh. So as, let me explain this, that one year after I was born, so in 1978, the Mormon church finally gave in to civil rights pressures and allowed black men to have the priesthood. That should tell you how racist this church is, that it took us that long to catch on. Whereas, by the way, if they'd been like 10 years ahead of the civil rights movement and been like, hey, God told us black people are actually really just as great as white people and we had to wait for the world to catch up a little bit. But now that we know we're going to let blacks have the priesthood before they're even allowed in your schools. And had they done that, the Mormon church would be a very different thing now. But that's not what happened because, in fact, the Mormon church is very racist. However, like you said, I learned from my mother, and I didn't know the Mormon church was racist because my mother wasn't racist. Yeah. And to give a story about the, the capsule culture that I grew up in, the town I grew up in that I recall had one black person in it. Yeah. And so there's two ways to say this. One is to say that my mother was very proud to have a black friend. The other way to say it that I actually see as more true is that my mother was very good friends with every single black person in town. Yeah. The town I grew up, uh, you know, to put it back over to, you know, to the Southern Baptist, the town I grew up in had one black family. And the man who ran that house is, was I was friends with his son. He was an ex He was a Black Panther. He did. He had no. He, like like I'd go over and hang out with my friend, and he was it, my friend would be like, yeah, you need to leave before my dad gets home. I'm like, why? He's like, he hates white people. Oh. I'm like, uh, oh, why is and he? And he lived in a town. Yeah, because okay. he could. That was that was the whole. That was the entirety Good of it. Him. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it's it's yeah like. Like as a Christian, that gets tied into like relig like racism and 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 Christianity and stuff always gets tied in together. Absolutely. You know because like you know I'm I'm from the South. We have the Klan. You know I have actually seen a Klan rally in my you know yeah. with my own eyes. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just it's disgusting because it's like it it's so like how 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 is that your hang up? How is that? How is that? How are you hung up on on the amount of pigment in someone's skin? How are you hung up on you know who someone loves? You know, it's like your, your religion tries to separate people. Like we're the good people and they're the bad people, and, and we they're have the right God, and God is telling yeah. us what's right. So we're doing the right thing, and anyone who's not is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's so trippy because it's like. But the problem is everyone at the end of the buffet line holding their plate says that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like you go through and like, oh, well, here, here. And it's so weird because you're exposed to different things. Like, you know, like being where I was from, like, you know, we had, you know, where, in Oklahoma, we had, you know, we had the, the standard Christian religions. You know, we had the, you know, we had the, the Baptist, which was the, the rule. We had Catholics, you know, not many, but there were a few Catholics. You know, we had, we had, um, uh, we had Mennonites. Which are kind of like Amish light, kind of, sort of. So you know, we right. had you know Amish, and, 
Yeah, great, yeah. My mother was a quilter and my grandmother was a quilter. We have a lot of great quilts in my family. Oh, yeah. But it's it's so weird to, like, like you know, you know, as you grow up and you're moving around and you're looking at different religions and stuff like that, it's like, whoa, you know? And some of, and I, and I you know, I I'll, that's where you start crossing that line from religious to spiritual. Right. Because, you know, religion is... This is the seal that I put on. This is the stamp that I put on this set of beliefs. And structure of spirituality. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can you can be spiritual. You know, I love talking to people who are like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm hardcore atheist. I'm like, okay, why? There's a lot of ex-Catholics. Ex-Catholics are notorious for being absolutely, you know, you know, they don't, they, they, they go, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, fuck everything. Well, I have noticed, and I like to give atheists credit because Christians don't. Because if an atheist has made the decision that they do not believe in God, they spent a lot of fucking time and thought to make their mind up about that. Did they? I think very largely yes. Because okay. because I've never spoken to an atheist that was otherwise. Yeah. Every atheist I've ever spoken to that went from believing in God and changed their mind put a lot of thought into it. And, yeah. and I respect them for making those choices. I, I don't disagree. You know, like I said, I, I have I have friends of mine who are atheists, I have friends of mine who are Buddhists. And and you know, you when you get into Eastern religions it's like you don't hear anybody saying I'm a recovering Buddhist. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I, I used to be I used to be Hindu, but now I'm better. You know, nobody says stuff like that. You know, it's like the Eastern religions really kind of got it down because they're not trying to control. 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 We're now into the control word. You said the word. I said the word. Finally, because that's what religion is. Religion, that's is, what religion is trying to control something. Control something or somebody so they are, you know, docile. So they fit some mold. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And I found this as I started picking my head up and hiding from the hammer that tried to pop me back in as I was learning more things and looking at everybody else's salad plate that they got off the religion buffet yeah. line. That just didn't fucking make sense. When did you... When did you when do you think you lost your religion, really? I would say the year was 37. 37, okay. Mm-hmm. It took me a, about four years. Honestly, my faith crisis took about four years because I was 33. It, it was June or July of 10 years ago. Holy fuck. 10 yeah. years ago, 2013. When, <laughs> when the thing happened that put the question in my head, and I went, huh? And I had no one else I could talk to about it. Because when I tried, they bought me on the head of the hammer. Yeah. And I couldn't even go to my family because I just got told to slide right back in the envelope and stop making noise. Yeah. So I had no one. Fucking shows up out of nowhere. God damn. Hey, Mamba. Ladies and gentlemen, a wild Mamba has appeared, and we're uh, we're, we'll use this as a break to take some play some music, and then we will uh, come back and we'll uh, talk to. Maybe I'll stick around. We'll fuck around and find out. So. Yay. See you in a minute. Don't forget to turn me on, Santa. Are either of us on right now? Dead air. Dead air. Why is my mic not working? God Dead damn it. Air. Dead air. There I am. I'm still off. <laughs> Thank you. 
I get my. I can only hear me from you. There, there. God as long damn, as I'm on. God, just give me a chance here. I just want. We're not. We're not. It's not, it's not like we're. It's not like we're not doing. It's not like we're having like some. We're not. We're not PBS. Well, I. I just don't want to lose our customers or our listeners during listeners, the dinner yes. space. The, 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 the dozens of listeners who are listening. If you would like to participate in our little shenanigans, always be sure to go out to shoutingfire.com forward slash chat. Uh, shout out to all our friends who are listening down in uh, Utopia at the uh, the menagerie down there. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do these shows and uh, there's one constant that's always in my life. He is the ebony to my ivory, the... the, the uh, I was looking for Richard Pryor to my Gene Wilder, ladies and gentlemen, Wamamba. <laughs> and if I can add, if I can throw this in, because as Flower Girl, I haven't been on this show before. You may not know me in this context. However, of the four people, wait, I'm one of them. Of the three people in this room besides me, I've known Mamba the longest. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to be here. And it's always a pleasure to have an introduction from people's as sweet as Santa <laughs> and Flower Girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always have to like try. I'm trying to work on like you know getting more than just you know you know the, like I, it's hard to find a black and white comparison sometimes. But you know, it's not really yeah, here hard. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, here we <laughs> are. So yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I'm just I'm just your friendly neighborhood mamba. Just a friendly neighborhood mamba who just randomly shows up in my house. So, uh, so we're we're talking religion and and stuff. mamba comes from a now. Like, like I really want Mamba on the show. I, I, I really want anybody on my show. But like, Mamba comes from Nigeria, where religious wars sprout up all the fucking time. Yes, this is true. So Nigeria, as a country, is divided. Not unlike the U.S., but Nigeria is divided between the north and the south. Now, the south is the Christian part that was, you know, colonized by the British mostly English speaking that's where a lot of the big cities are yeah now when you go to the north that's where the Muslim extremists are and when I say extremists I mean extremists, extremists. yeah so and it's sort of you know there's a very interesting dichotomy in the country because almost you know like even more radicalized than us like even you know when they're in the government you know if any northerner tries to pass a law yeah. the southerners can you know will band against them because yeah. they no matter what you do you look as you're favoring your side and if it's a southern government the northerners will always immediately yeah. look to ram why is it always north and south north versus south <laughs> seriously yes. no and that's why i like right you know if you're ever in the north you need to have someone who's from the north because yeah. they will ask you what tribe are you from what is your name they will speak to you in arabic and if you are not a northerner and you're alone in the north you might never be seen ever again. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's why you know. Again, Linus Van Pelt never talk about you know you know religion, politics, or the Great Pumpkin. But <laughs> I also, if I can add this story that I just was talking with Mamba about real quick, because yeah. we're talking about how religious civil wars are real thing, and Americans might be like, "Oh, I'm so glad I don't." I but I live in America where there's not religious civil war, but. Here, let me tell you a Mormon fact that's really interesting. I don't remember what year it was. It was back like 1840s probably. 
when the Mormons were back then living in Missouri, they were causing a lot of shit storms in Missouri, and it got bad enough that Governor Boggs of Missouri actually wrote what's called the extermination order, making it legal to kill Mormons in the state. I remember hearing about. I remember reading about that during my surveys and stuff. Yeah. So I grew up as a Mormon, hearing about. We, there was a story told about how grass never grew on Governor Boggs' grave or some shit like that. No. But, so I grew up think, seeing it from one side, that how dare they write an extermination order against who I considered us. But then I got up and went, oh, they kind of deserved that. I'm not saying it was right, but they weren't either. Yeah. No, no, yeah. That's, and that I mean, happened in America. Yeah. Well, you know, Christians fed, feeding the Christians to the lions, you know. Every, everybody who says that I want to control you has to start with, here's how I was persecuted. So, you know, that's your story. Yep. You know, and yep, that can yep. be transitioned over to lots of different things. So, And so for this, I will ask for the uninitiated. What was the time frame? Like, when did this happen? The 70s? The 50s? The Governor Boggs order? Like, yes. We're talking like 1840. Yeah. Oh, so we were allegedly, a, you know, a country... Yeah, a civilized yeah, yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we were yeah, definitely we were, yeah. after Constitution. We had actual states. Yeah. Okay. And see, that's the part of the history books they won't tell you about. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. history's written by the winners, boys and girls. So you know that's that's always right. it's always a story. So art director here's also by the way. If you hear her popping, chiming in every once in a while, looking cute. So. But if you're interested in. The, how Mormons got to Utah it's because Mormons were assholes they started in the state of New York and they caused a ruckus everywhere they went and they got pushed out of everywhere they went and growing up Mormon I was told that we were religiously persecuted as an adult I found out those guys were dicks and so then they moved from upper, from New York to like Illinois to Missouri and they ended up in L- Nauvoo, Illinois which was the big battle last place that's where they were when joseph smith the founder of the religion was martyred as i was <laughs> told but I, yeah. if you want to know the story i can tell you what really happened and so when that happened basically all the mormons were like we better go somewhere where we can make the rules and they all got in their wagons and hand carts and went to utah due yeah. to persecution yeah. which really meant no they were bad. We, we, we as a country have a history of just shuffling people around like, oh, you guys are happy here? Let's move you over here, you know? Yep. And Mormons have, because of all these stories of persecution, there's so many stories that we have of the history of the church and how the saints went all these places and ended up here and there and all. And so we talked about the shelf earlier. Um, we have so many pioneer stories that where we're taught yeah. to, like, th- your pioneer heritage Too went proud. through all these things, so you better never fuck it up. Yeah. Um, and even my mother has a shelf that was brought across the plains to Utah in a handcart. So when you talk about your shelf breaking, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a top shelf family ornament to me. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fancy. Yeah. It's, it's one of my mother's greatest items no, absolutely. But it's also like, you know, kind of, you know, one of the things which always bothers me about religion because they always rely on tradition, the yep. old ways. Yep. And it's not just peer pressure, it's peer pressure from all the previous generations. Yeah. That was so the, it's exponential. Yeah. What was, the, what was the quote somebody said I heard recently? Uh, tradition is just peer pressure from the dead. Ooh, yeah. good one. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, you, we've always done it this way. Why can't that's the problem with religion? That's the problem. It's like you can't 
think outside of that. You know, we we talked about we talked about we talked about that earlier about you know you know you know using your brain and questioning these things and what do you mean they are six thousand years old? Dinosaurs bones are dated scientifically dated. You know, you know you see a lot of that coming back now. Like with me, like with by my belief structure, whatever you know is you know based off you know losing my faith and having my faith and you know you know science and stuff like that. You know, right. Well, and that's where you get that buffet-style religion where you start asking questions about, wait a minute, because I actually studied dinosaurs in high school, and I've, like, found their bones in the dirt. Yeah. So, what's up? And that's where you're like, okay, well, we kind of over here believe this, but we don't really talk about it. Yeah. Well, but that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is not as profound as (laughs) Santa's quote, but... When my it was from Rick and Morty. It's like you know, people want to believe the people they like. Yeah. So, so exactly. Yeah. No one wants to believe that you know their parents are, are wrong or their parents don't know what they're talking about. I or, didn't consider that was an option. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, you're growing up. This is what everyone around me believe. So you know, am I crazy if I don't believe them? It's just easier to go along. And ignorance is bliss. Ignorance truly is bliss. And you know. You're absolutely right about that. Um, I now, one of the most difficult things about going through my faith crisis was losing my family because they don't talk to me anymore. And to be fair, I pulled away from them because I had, like I said, about a four-year period where I was trying to figure everything out for myself and I couldn't talk to anyone, even my spouse. And, but doing that, I pulled away from my family. So they kind of knew something was going on. And when I finally came out, I was like, I can't do the church thing anymore they didn't know how to talk to me and we already yeah. had this distance between us. And now that I'm on the table about what I believe and I want to talk about it, they don't want to talk to me. Yeah. Well, and so, and that's what I love reading the things you post and the people who, how the interactions are, the people who are still so deep into it. They're like, you're like, like I was you, but you know, this is where I'm at now, you know? Evolve and change. Change. Yeah, change. Change is scary. And it, it change is scary, and that's why a faith crisis is scary. Yeah, absolutely. And on uh, the family thing, let me add this because I think it's of interest. One of the things that my mother has said to me, she said, after I told her why I left the church or whatever, she said, I believe that you are one of God's elect whom we have been told the devil would steal away at the last day. <laughs> Jeez. I, that, what? I don't, I, I, That is a statement right there. No shit. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Every, well, wow. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with my family right now. Yeah. And I'm doing my very, very best to just love them from a distance. And not be a dick myself. Yeah, you can't you can't get bogged down with that because you know it's like you know I I still have friends like I don't like talk about all about religion and stuff on my on my uh, Facebook stuff, but you know I still have friends of mine who are you do yes I I do somewhat, but you know the friends that I I do still have friends in my life who are very devout you know Southern Baptists I have very devout Catholic Jewish whatever faith you are. You know, because it comes down to, you know, belief, you know. 
And if your plate doesn't match theirs at the end of the buffet line, so what? They're fucking it up. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not, it's not, it's. I love the buffet line analogy. You know, it's like yeah. you don't, you here's all, but that's the problem is that you know some places you know you're not going to get shrimp. Where'd you get shrimp at? I don't see shrimp back there. Right. You know, it's like why is there no shrimp on my plate? Because why you came in the line fish? where uh, seafood and crustaceans weren't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. I'm turning yeah, to mom about to say this. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't have hand sanitizer back in those days, so they didn't eat s- seafood, and they only wiped their ass with their right hand, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I know about the right hand. I'm, right. I'm sure you know more of those type of things than I do, but the point is we can upgrade. Yeah, we can upgrade. We can, we can develop our own, you know, and I tell people that all the time. You know, we develop your own beliefs. Whatever. What do you believe in? Let's go with it, you know. Right. Figure out your own. Figure out your own stuff, you know, because it's that's what you need to do. And well, you say that, but here's the thing: making decisions is hard. There's a reason why, you know, like you know, yeah. Zuckerberg and C. Jobs, they choose to wear the same outfit. That's one less decision they have to make. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you have a religion that you wear like an outfit, that's one less decision you have to think of every day. You just already have a preset guideline to make your life easier, and then you know you. When and you don't want to take that away, just like you know, like Flower Girls talk about, you have your family, you have your your community. You don't want to risk losing that and look too hard into it. Yeah. So people just go with the flow. It's a lot easier to do than to not do. Path yes. of least resistance, and yes. that was though I told myself for decades. Path of least resistance. Path yes. of least resistance. Path of least resistance. And that's where you're. That's when you're just you're so bogged down with bullshit. You know, that you just, like, I can't, I just got to focus on this, so. Another analogy that I like to use for that is, I feel like when I was born, I was given a little red wagon. Yeah. And I was told, listen, in life here, there's going to be a lot of bricks here. You're going to have to haul around. And aren't you lucky that you weren't born into the family, the town, the religion, that where we all have this little red wagon? Because if you use this little red wagon, it's going to help you carry all those bricks around. And your life's going to be so much better. And I saw the people carrying backpacks full of bricks. And I was like, wow, that looks so hard. Look at how I have a wagon to pull them around in. What I didn't know is there were a lot of shitty bricks in that wagon that I didn't have to carry to begin with. And then eventually along the way, the wheels fell off. And now what the fuck do I do? Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's play some music and we'll come back and uh, we'll uh, go into the final hour and uh, we'll uh, we'll see where else we go from here. We'll talk, we'll bring up the G. We haven't actually said the G word yet. We, so. we also, we've talked about deconstruction, but we could also go into reconstruction. reconstruction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, exactly. Uh, you guys know what time it is. have no idea what we're talking about but we're going to talk about it anyway we are we actually know exactly what we're going to talk about we're talking about god oh the big one the big g the big g 
Did you say it in vain because that was breaking a commandment? And how yeah. do I know which is in vain or not? Yeah, I've 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 broken quite a few of the commands. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have good stories from it. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of good therapy bills for it too. So. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, so we're going to talk about, so God, let's define, let's, uh, each of us are going to say what we think God is. Can I start? You can start, absolutely. I've spent 10 years thinking really hard about this. Uh, even yesterday on my Facebook, I said that I now see God as a trinity. I, but a little bit different than I heard growing up, because I, I believe in Heavenly Father, but I also believe in Heavenly Mother, and I also believe in the Holy Ghost. And an odd thing is, in, in Mormondom, they told me that the Holy Ghost would stop talking to me when I, if I ever left Mormondom, and they lied about that because it's still talking to Wait, me. Wait, they lied to you? <sighs> I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else, but they lied to me about that because the Holy Ghost still talks to me. Oh, yeah. So I see God as she, he, and they. Yeah. I believe that God's pronouns are she, he, and they. And I see God as mother, father, and friend. Okay. Sounds and I good. also, like, that's that's a surface because I also believe that I am the God of my own life. Like, in Mormonism, they say, if you see anyone who ever left the church and they look happy, that is a devil-created happiness. The devil is manufacturing that for them. If that's the case, then I must be the devil because I'm pretty sure I'm the one who's making myself happy right now. <laughs> yeah, you're the devil. <laughs> In the Immortal Wars of Doc Holliday, you may, you, you may, you may, oh, oh shit, what's the line? Never mind. Okay, I'll Mama. Huckleberry, no. Okay. no. Uh, in terms of like where I believe in God, the, the God. big G. Define God for me. What is God to you? And I mean, I'll be honest. I believe God is our conscience, our inner spirit. I believe, like on an innate level, we all know right from wrong. No. Do you need Do you need a set of ten rules to know that though? Like, does somebody have to outline it for you? Uh, how you are you going to know? I mean, how am I going to know? You know, except for just more or less know what what I feel. Now, the now I do believe you know just in some sort of like divine order because. Life is a, you know, I believe time, like time's a flat circle. Everything repeats. We all go into patterns. And we all understand what's right from wrong. Now, we, some, it's a lot easier to We just should do. know what's right from wrong. Oh, no, I believe people know what's right from wrong. However, yeah. some people care less. Yeah. Because life is a lot easier when you don't give a fuck about anyone but Absolutely. yourself. And some people like to take the easy path. Yeah. Good point. Don't. Yeah. So I guess the closest I would say if I align to any religion, just by hand this up back off to you, would be maybe closest to would be like Buddhism. Yeah. You know, being a Buddhist. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, yourself and your, your, your divine. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You, the divine in oneself. Yes. My religious, my God, God in my mind is the creator. It's not a person. It's not a, it's not... It's not a man, it's not a woman, it's not anything. It's the all. It's the universe. Mm -hmm. The universe created, the universe came into existence. The all, the creator. You know, there is no good, there's no bad. It's the all. We apply our own perspectives onto all of this, and that's what creates that. So, yeah, I do believe, yeah, I, I, I've, I've had a lot of people like, wait, you believe in God? Yeah. Why, why would I? 
have you seen the shit I've done in my life? How can I how can I not believe in somebody who wants to keep my ass around, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, I believe it's just like, you know, if God digs this or in whatever form, he also understands, you know, like, it's almost kind of like, you know, we're, if we were children, you know, children yeah. have to experience like, yeah. you know, some kids want to go climb the trees and touch the hot fire. Some kids just want to yeah. sit in the corner and watch those kids. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's all it's all it's all a stage show. It's all a play. You know, there's there's all the parts are have to be there. You know, yeah. there has to be a director, though. You can't just have an anarchist like, you know, structure. So you're talking about the prime mover. Yeah. Like that. Who created the universe yeah. to begin with? Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where we have the difference of big G God versus little G God. Yeah. And that's where, when I have questions about, is Jesus a little G God or a big G God? People don't know. People like get really mad all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, because I want to know those things. Those are questions for me. Did Jesus, when he was born, was he born as a big G God? Was he born as a little G God? Was he born as a human? Did he accomplish little G or big G Godhood in his life? I don't, yeah. Those are, I don't think so. I don't know those things. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're here. We're to learn those things. It's, it's, it always seems so weird to be with religion because we're here to question and religion was, is what we're, Religion is the opiate for the masses, was the quote that I always kind of circle opiate back on. Opiate for the masses. Another word for that is the balm of Gilead. Yeah. It's like the solution that will make everything better. This will make everything better. You know, God will make everything better. Pray to God. You know, pray to Joe Pesci, you know. Pray to whoever you want to. And which God? Which God? Which God? Because Big G, the Jesus G. I grew up praying to was different from the Jesus you grew up praying to. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, well, I mean, you know, Jesus, God, like, it's just the different language, different ways to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's one thing, you know, like, as someone you know, who studied theology and, like, you know, like, face it, it's like all these different similarities because... You know, you someone's looking at the Jesus from the front. Someone's looking from the left side. Someone's looking from the from the bottom. Yeah. And of course, we're all going to describe it different. It's like you know the parable of the elephant, but it's still an elephant at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. The parable of the elephant. Uh, yeah. So it it was a. I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> oh, so. Okay. Well, it's okay. Not probably wasn't a parable, but what it is is um. So you know, you have twenty blind men. They stumble upon an elephant, and but they don't know what it is. So oh, yeah. each of them. You know, it grabs it, so one grabs the trunk, and it's saying, well, this must be a belt. You know, one grabs the, you know, the tusk, and it's saying, well, no, this must be a horn. It is smooth, and, yeah. and so, but, you know. Yeah, okay. Can I? Go ahead. Oh, shit, I had something a second ago. You had something? Okay, that is a parable. That's what I was going to say. You said oh. I didn't know if it's a parable? Yes, I can tell you it is, because a parable is a pair of tails that you put side by side. Like a parallel, but a pair of tails. A parable is when you hold two stories side by side, and what you learn from one, you can apply to the other. So that is a parable of religion, because every one of the blind mans is over here talking about this version of Jesus, but in the end, nobody sees the full thing. So yes, that is a parable. Okay, thank you for the backup. Wow. Got it. If you wa- I have some, like religious knowledge i understand oh, yeah. this shit. i spent my whole life studying it oh yeah 
totally. I, I love I love learning about religion. I love like it's almost like when you're looking at a subject and you like want to see it from an all. Um, I'm moving around in my chair here. You want to see it from different angles. You know, what does it look like from this perspective? What does it look like from this perspective? You know, what does it look like when you're really close? What does it look far away? You and I have a desire to do that. And I think that most people do. However, when we're born in a religious, capsulated culture, we're told not to. For example, when I first started exploring anything outside of that religion 10 years ago, I started meditating. And I started to see God and the universe more like you do. Mm-hmm. I did see God as a as a supreme being within it and then I started to make that jump but I remember one time I had meditated and then something cool happened after yeah. and I felt like I actually caused it oh, yeah. and yeah. I went to my best friend who of course she was Mormon too and we went to the temple together and and I told her about it and I should have stopped when I saw the look on her face <laughs> but when I finished she stood back from me and she said listen you are making mistakes. You are substituting meditation for prayer. You are substituting the universe for God. And you are going to be very upset when your whole life falls apart. Yes, my best friend said that to me. Wow. And this person is still in your life? No. Oh, damn. Fuck yeah. I actually got a Facebook memory a couple days ago because what I said in the memory was... One of the hardest things I've ever done was saying goodbye to a friend who was no longer a friend. It was tough. Solid. All right, so we're going to play, since we're talking about God and everything, uh, I'm going to uh, have Brother Cohen come in and uh, sing a song. Uh, Again, another example of that, you know, Leonard Cohen wrote the song Hallelujah. And more people know it from the other versions that are out there. There's hundreds of verses. The one on Shrek is one of my favorites. The Shrek. The, the, oh, yeah, there's a great documentary out there on uh, Netflix right now about Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. And uh, take a listen to it because it's it's pretty awesome. So let's let's uh, let's play, let's, let's let, let, let Brother Cohen sing. Thank you, Brother Cohen, for uh, singing that song. So, uh, yay. So. Hallelujah. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise, praise Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah is a lot about a lot more than praise Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. That, that song's a lot a lot because you start looking at you start looking at people you know talking about that song. It's like, is that a Christmas song? What the fuck are you about Christmas song? It's about the Bible. It's, it's about it's about, Bible it's about everything. It's about you know you know it's like he said I'm a little Jew who wrote the Bible you know. That's from another song, but, but one thing I was thinking about that song is I believe that people, just like people know right and wrong intrinsically in a way that we can't necessarily explain, yet we still do, people know truth. When you hear truth, it kind of just rings as right. Yeah. Tru- and, truth is always truth. Yeah. And when people hear a song like that, it rings with truth inside of them, and then it's up to you to figure out what parts of it are ringing with truth that, it, that resonate with you. Yeah. But that song must have truth in it because so many people keep singing it. Oh yeah. And I love that. Yeah, it's 
I wrote something recently about that. Um, was, but I write so much shit, I was like, I don't know what's going on. So, prolific Santa. Yes, prolific Santa. So, 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 what do you think? What do you think's happening in the? You, you could you could do that on the air. What so, what do you think's happening on the air right now? <laughs> Uh, allergy season, you know. Allergy yeah. season, yeah. Allergies, right. allergies are horrible right Somebody now. Hand me the nasal spray. <laughs> <laughs> Which we actually do have nail spray here. Yeah. So. And it also, if you don't already know this trick, it moistens your nares. And the reason that drugs absorb into your nares is that you, the, the skin inside your nose is kind of wet. And so when powder hits it, it absorbs in. And so if you use a little bit of just regular saline nasal spray, it helps you absorb those things better. Just yes. as a handy drug yes. tip. Yes. Pretty good hang out in Austin, Texas, where it's 72% humidity. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it does get humid yeah. in Texas. Hey, everything's wetter in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> everything's wetter in Texas, oh my gosh. Yeah, blowing my nose was quite the production. Yeah. <laughs> Very productive <laughs> in Texas. All right. Good, good. How, yeah, how was your hair? Like, was it hard Super to... Super frizzy, yeah. It, yeah. No, it's no good. I lived in Virginia for a while, which was actually awesome because it was nice to not live in Utah. Yeah. And also, when, that was while I had children. Yeah. My kids are up and grown now. But I'm so grateful I got a chance to take them to see humidity in black people in Virginia. We, they never would have had those experiences growing up in Utah. I mean, humidity like, in I, black people. I feel like you can find black people a lot closer than Virginia, but, you know. That's a good point. Utah, that is a good point. I don't know about the humidity. Well, anyway. I mean, New Orleans. Humidity, I've still black. never been there. You've never been to New Orleans? In fact, you oh, know what? Wow. I even earned an award, and I was supposed to go to the national conference in New Orleans. And guess what year that was? Katrina. Yes, and guess where we got diverted? Las Vegas. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Oh, wait, wait. The people here in Las Vegas are like, meh. But for everyone else that hasn't lived in Las Vegas it's you actually like it, it didn't suck as a second alternative yeah and my boss got me super drunk and then didn't tell my bishop so it was cool <laughs> you know why you always take two Mormons fishing with you no. you only drink take one he'll drink all the beer oh god <laughs> oh it's a dead jo- oh. <laughs> oh. oh that's a knee slapper the knee slapper Mormon neat. <laughs> uh, Santa and I are going to New Orleans in October for Halloween this year. Oh, that sounds yes. fun. We're attending the Vampire Ball. Yeah, we're attending the Vampire Ball in New Orleans. So I've been like once in my life. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, New or- I've been to Louisiana a few times, but to actual New Orleans, yeah, I've only been once. It's bucket list for me. So. I've been to New Orleans too many times. Yes. And still not enough. Yes. I mean, one time is too many, a hundred times isn't enough. <laughs> And yeah. is it like one of those things that once you do it once, you just want to keep going and do it all? Like once you see one pair of tits, you want to see all the tits? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Because yeah. one thing I will say from people who haven't been to New Orleans, New Orleans is one of those, like, the uh, I've been a lots of places, but it's a city that feels very alive. Like oh, yeah. you're walking down the street and you feel the city moving. You feel the buildings. You feel the jazz. And yeah. it's like the city itself has its own rhythm. And so anytime I'm in New Orleans, I'm feeling that. Like, I go to New Orleans, I'm there to eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah. And then after hey, that's I'm done. Hey, that's my shtick. 
I mean, younger, hotter, blacker. You are, you are my apostle. You yes. go, 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 go amongst the crowd. Yeah. Yes. Crawfish? Oh, I love crawfish. Oh yeah. Well, crawfish, cr no, etouffee. Give me some gumbo, some catfish, some gator. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I, oh, if you put it in front of me, you, you know, you throw some Cajun spices on it. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna back. Like I, I don't come back from New Orleans weighing anything less than ten pounds. Every oh, yeah. single trip. Yeah, all the weight I've lost is coming back when I get back from New Orleans. So. <laughs> yeah, and one thing I do love about New Orleans because it is the South is they do have their drive-through daiquiris and drive-through margaritas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was such a weird thing in New Orleans was because like, <laughs> Louisiana had the rule where you could not drink and drive. Like, don't drink and drive. So you have a cup, and it's got the daiquiri on it or whatever. That's fine. You put a straw on it, now you're drinking and driving. Yes. Can you pull over to the side of the road and drink it? If the straw is in the cup, you're drinking. And they say that's drinking and driving. So there's a lot, I knew a lot of Louisiana people who were like, yep, put the cup right there and just throw the straw out the window. <laughs> Seriously, it was, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, Louisiana, that whole area, that little, I mean, I'm from that area, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, you know, Arkansas. Reads oh. a whole lot of weird fucking people. I, oh, I completely understand. And I will, I, like, if we ever want to have a New Orleans episode, I have some stories. <laughs> a New Orleans episode? Well, we got, yeah. we got 30 minutes left. I mean, I think, we've, I think we've covered all the God topics. You know, we talked about God, religion, finding religion, you know, okay. you know, you know right. new religions and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we, well, we can do whatever the fuck we want to do. All right. Then I will tell you about one of my favorite nights in New Orleans I've ever had. This was 2016. I'm now, I'm a Raider fan, so I had gone to go see the Raiders play the Saints. Now, it was the one year in 10 years that the Raiders were actually good. So, first off, they won on a game-winning two-point conversion. So, I was already excited, drunk. So, we go back, and me and my friends, who we'd been there all weekend, they were done. They said, you know what, we're, not ta we're, we're tapping out. And this is about 6 p.m. And so I'm like, okay, well, I still want to go on. They say, make sure you're back here by 8 o'clock so we can take a... a.m. or p.m.? 8 a.m. So I'm like, sure, it's 6 p.m. I can make it. You know, I'm like, I'll be back well before 8 a.m., guys. Don't worry. You will not be back before 8 a.m. Now, 7 p.m. This is Mamba we're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. I, re I remember that I have a tab of uh, Lucy... In my pocket, and I'm like, "Well, it's my last night in New Orleans. Why not? When you know, when in New Orleans, New Orleans, yep, New Orleans." And that's where the night started getting weird. <laughs> so, I, you know, I go, I go to the no, because obviously I've been there all weekend. So I'm going to a couple of different bars. I'm kind of, you know, known and remembered <laughs> as Mamba. <laughs> so. I'm at a bar. I meet some locals, and they decide we're going to, they're going to take me back to their house. Now, I didn't realize they were voodoo practitioners. Oh, shit. <laughs> we have a hard right turn here, boys oh, and girls. Oh, yes. So, like, I'm there. When they say come back for dinner, are you dinner? Thankfully not. However, you know, they're, they... They're, they're voodoo, not, not... They're not voodoo. They're voodoo. They're not cannibals, so... No. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm so, good with the magic part, not the killing part. Yeah. 
Yeah, so no, it wasn't, the, the, like, I mean, they were very nice people, and they liked me, and they wanted to cleanse my spirit, and I'm, uh, this time, the entire world is floating, like, waving, 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 so I'm there, I'm still drinking with them, and I'm like, you know what, I think I've had enough of this, so I just leave, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I should maybe get back to my hotel, <laughs> End up at a different bar. This is like, it's like 1 a.m. now. Because I was with the voodoo people, having them there ceremony for a few hours. So do you still have seven hours to get back? Yes. Okay. I still, oh, remember, I still <laughs> have to be back by 8 a.m. So 1 a.m., this bar closes, right? And then the bartender's like, you know, I like you. Follow me. <laughs> Takes me to a different bar in Orleans called The Dungeon. Now, this dungeon is a literal dungeon. You have to go. It's an alley between two buildings. You walk down the pathway. You go down some, some, ch- uh, some a gate, a metal gate, and there are no cameras allowed in there. It's all skulls and chains. So he takes me down to the dungeon, and then I start, you know, we start drinking even heavier. And, it, oh, we're not even done yet. He takes you down to the dungeon, and you drink more. I, I can't wait to see this going. Yes. So... This is about maybe 4 a.m., and he had introduced me to some reputable women. Reputable women? Reputable women. I mean... Hard-working women. Hard-working women. Yes. Hardest working women in New Orleans. Absolutely. So... Intimacy providers. I love them. Yes. So as we're... Well, they were friends of his, so they weren't working at the time. They were pleasuring for pleasure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So, we leave this bar. This is about maybe 5.30. And I still have a timer. I didn't remember. I still remembered. <laughs> As we're walking down the street to our next adventure, a man I don't know, he is about maybe five foot two, and he starts yelling at me. And he's saying words, yak at me, yak me, yah. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I turn to everyone, and they're like, give him $7. I'm like... Seven dollars, really, and he's just like yelling at me the entire time. Yak me, yak me. I'm like, okay, sure, sure. Here's the money. I don't know what's happening. I'm still not sober yet, like because this was some you know Grateful Dead level things I had in me. So I give him seven dollars, and they say, okay, wait. And I'm standing there, and he comes back with a cup full of ramen, egg, meat, and. I found out later what he was saying was yakamine, which is like a New Orleans hangover food. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And so I started eating it, and I immediately feel way better. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. That New Orleans magic. Yeah, so we ended up just, you know, not even going to the house we were going to. We started talking to this man, and he is telling me about his life, his grand grandpa, and, you know, he's... And I could understand about a third of the words he was saying, yeah. but he was interested in this story. I was there for it. And then my alarm goes off on my phone. <laughs> it's 7.30. 7.30, yep. I'm about two, mi- two, three miles away from my hotel room. So what I do, I run. <laughs> yep. You know? And I will tell you right now, at 7.58, I walk through that hotel room. God Hell damn, you yes. did it. Yes. You did. God damn, Mamba, of course you did. All right, let's play some music, and we'll uh, come back, and uh, we'll wrap this uh, show up. Radio, we are still live, I think. Are we? Are we live? Are we really live? Is, is this life? Is this a fantasy? 
if it's not live, then we just had a good conversation. Yeah, we had a great conversation. So, um, yeah, I'm wrapping it up right now, folks. Um, we got another like a few minutes here. So, uh, anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? You know, I thank you for asking. I kind of want to wrap up what I've spent the last <sighs> 10 years figuring out. Um, so I basically had to like dismantle all of the things and then figure out what was worth keeping, what's baby, what's bathwater, so on. Yeah. Um, in putting my whole life back together and figuring out how I want to live the way I want to live, that's just been my goal. Because yeah. I was told my whole life, do it this way, and it sucked. So now I get to choose for myself, yep. and that's pretty fucking cool. And along that, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I'm trying to understand as much as I can. I still care very much about religion. But I also believe that I am only one good idea away from dismantling my entire belief system. Because I have learned through experience that it is very likely that an idea may yet exist that upon my knowing might change everything for me. And I know that because it's happened. Yeah. So I, one thing I know is that I don't know everything. And the more I learn about what I don't know, the more I know I know don't know shit. And I want to learn more. Um, along the way, some of the, there were a lot of things in my growing up religion that I liked. And some of the problems that I had. And a lot of those problems, all the questions on my shelf, when I thought about reincarnation, it solved a lot of the questions in my shelf. Yeah. Like things like abortion and miscarriage questions I had about that. When I applied reincarnation to it, it resolved them for me. So I have adopted a belief in reincarnation because that works for me. Um, A big thing from a Mormon church is the priesthood. Like I said, the black people didn't get it until 1978. Women, um, they say still are not allowed to have it, and yet they give women the priesthood in the temple. They gave it to me, so I have the priesthood. I believe in the priesthood, and I grew up being told that the priesthood was real and magic wasn't. What I believe now is that the priesthood and magic are the same thing. Magic does exist. The priesthood exists. Not everybody uses it, but it's it, everybody kind of does because it's around you all the time anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I now believe. Oh. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> that's my wrap-up. That's your wrap. That, that, that's how we're wrapping this up. So. And it took uh, me 10 years to get there. Took you 10 years to get there? Hey, you know. I, like, I... I during the uh, during the, the musical break, I uh, quoted my grandmother, uh, Dana's mom, who said, "You know, when you stop learning, you start dying. You know, that's we're always learning, we're always expanding. There's always something else out there that we can listen to and hear and be a part of. And uh, you know, I'm always looking. Always we're robbing I'll, ourselves of opportunities if we don't. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't know what you don't know, so." Exactly. Those are unknown unknowns. Unknowns. It gets into like scrum training for me sometimes, but. I actually have a, a prayer that, if you don't mind, I'd like to share. Share your prayer. I would love to hear and capture that. It is one of the prayers that I've, I've heard a lot of prayers in my life, and some of them sound stupid, and this is the one I liked. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, large person or persons of whatever gender or branch of the animal kingdom, if you exist, who did something great and is now someplace where we aren't, please grant us whatever you tend to grant, unless you don't interfere with earthly concerns. Watch over us, save us from evil, or let us find out for ourselves, 
Lord damn us randomly. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. We men. Praise Allah. Have a nice day. <laughs> Have a nice day. Mama, any final thoughts before we go off? Uh, I mean... You have lots of thoughts, I know. I but. can have lots of thoughts. I can just... <clears throat> I'm going to sort of paraphrase a quote that, you know, I just kind of believe we should apply to religion. You know, it's fine to have your religion. Your religion is you know, kind of like a dildo. It's fine to have it. You let it bring you lots of pleasure. But please don't wave it in my face. God fucking brilliant. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you don't like your dildos, okay, to get a different one. All right, kids, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna play a song on the way out. Join us in two weeks. Uh, if you're out Utopia, I hope you're having an amazing time at Utopia down in you know, you know down down near the border, and uh, have some sympathy for the devil, please. Thank you.